On this episode of Unmet Need, I talk about the convertible note financing and how incorporating as a Delaware C-Corp and then raising your first round of financing using convertible debt is a great way to get started and raise that first round of capital from friends and family. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Unmet Need. I am your host, Jeff Smith. And today's topic is one that's very important for all new founders looking to raise their first round of seed capital. Now, it's important to note that the amount of capital necessary to raise in the convertible note doesn't necessarily have to be defined because this is your first money in. For purposes of this discussion, let's assume the first dollar up into a million dollars is all going to be raised in your convertible note. I want to start off by saying to do a convertible note financing, it's important to have proper legal advice and to incorporate as a Delaware C-Corp. It is also important to have legal advice. Much of this can be researched online to reduce the budget, but I highly recommend using a law firm that specializes in startups, specifically in medtech and healthcare. All right, so to unpack this first, the purpose of a corporation is to create a new legal entity independent from your personal assets. There are several features of a corporation, but for the purposes of this discussion, a Delaware C-Corp is a type of legal entity of a corporation. So many companies incorporate in the state of Delaware because they have laws that are business friendly. The choice of choosing limited liability corporation, also known as an LLC, C-Corp or an S-Corp is a decision that you know, more educated and smarter people could expound upon. But the advice I've gotten over and over, and I could you know, answer more questions on this in possibly a coaching session, but suffice to say, this C-Corp is the best entity to choose for a number of reasons. But specifically, as the company develops and takes on additional capital, and if it is interested in raising capital from institutional investors, such as a venture capital firm or a private equity firm, this structure of a Delaware C-Corp is the most friendly for raising that capital. So step one, create a Delaware C-Corporation. Now, the relative cost of starting a Delaware C-Corp is going to be between $1,000 to $10,000. There are standard template documents for how to do this around board governance, number of shares outstanding. A service like LegalSoom is probably sufficient early on. I would recommend that Building a relationship with a law firm specializing in healthcare and medtech startups, it's an important first relationship to actually one of the first investment raids. Partners, business develop and meet with tech founders. They recognize that in the early days, they're going to be taking some risk in essentially extending credit to the founders. And so A partner at a medtech law firm focused on startups, they're looking to pick founders much the way our investors do because they want to back founders with their time and and the time of their associates to help them get started. But they want to choose the ones that they think have a high probability of success, which entails the ability to raise financing, the ability to attract advisors and board members, and ultimately develop device that's going to help patients and there's going to be strong demand for. So 
Working with a med tech law firm is step one. There's a number of them available. I always recommend Ebony Ng at Dorsey and Whitney. Dorsey is a full service law firm. They're headquartered in Minneapolis, the home of a, a lot of med tech, but they also have offices all over the country. Myself, based in the Bay Area, I've been working with Evan Ng and his team out of Palo Alto, California, in the heart of Silicon Valley, for 15 years and couldn't recommend enough. There are other law firms that do a great job as well, though, but the key point is reach out to law firms and pitch them your idea. Tell them how big the market is. Tell them how much unmet need exists for patients, providers, and the general healthcare ecosystem. And if you can get them to take that meeting, they're going to guide you through the development of your C-Corp. There could be a recommendation depending on the state where you live or certain conditions unique to your, you know, as the founder situation, where they could recommend a, a California C-Corp. There's some features of the California C-Corp that are founder-friendly, but we'll get into that in a later episode. So step one, find a high-caliber healthcare law firm that specializes in startups Ask them questions. How often do your clients go from startup to seed financing to venture backed? That journey for founders is a unique one that once you've done it, you'll understand some of the key steps of that process. But for a full service healthcare law firm that specializes in startups, they can do this very quickly. And it's really important at the beginning to think of with the end in mind. And so with the end in mind means you don't want to organize and incorporate your business in such a way that you're going to have to redo key features of the corporation just in order to take financing from sophisticated or high net worth individuals. So step one, get the right law firm, pitch them the way that you would pitch an investor, get them to believe in you, the problem you're trying to solve them to pull not for the right term. And that brings us to step two. Why would we do a convertible note? What is a convertible note? And how will that set us up for success in the next financing? And so at the core, convertible note financing really starts off as debt. And so the note is, think of it as an IOU. It's a loan that accrues interest. Now, there are templates that exist, one specifically called the SAFE or the safe note. And the advantages of the safe note is they're standard, founder, plus seed investor friendly. And they're generally an accepted standard amongst the investment community, legal community, and founders that these are good terms. So back to the, the convertible note, the way it works is you're saying to your seed investor, often a good friend, family member, or someone that really believes in you. You're basically saying with the convertible note is, I have no idea what the value of this business is yet because we have a lot of work to do. And so rather than negotiate or make up a price per share where the investor would buy stock in the company in the form of equity, you say to the investor, if you invest $100,000, it's going to accrue interest like any other loan. At some point in the future, when the business is able to raise a qualified financing, which is a defined term within most convertible notes and is often 
a financing of $1 million or more, at that point, there will be a price per share determined. And then all the note holders that invested at the earliest stage, they are, we'll just use $100,000. Their $100,000 investment, which has now accrued interest, is going to convert to equity. And so that's why this instrument's called convertible note. So I put my $100,000 in at a 5% interest rate. In one year, the company owes me $105,000. Now, at the same moment in this scenario, the company raises a qualified financing of over $1 million. And it's a qualified financing because someone came in at a time when they did diligence on the business. They've effectively looked at the progress that has been made with the convertible note financing, and they determine this business is worth $10 million. So there are a million shares outstanding, or 10 million shares outstanding. And so they're going to invest in a pre-money valuation. They're going to invest at a pre-money valuation of $10 million. And that is now going to put the price per share at $1. All right, so that priced round What it signals and indicates to the early note holders is the founder and the the company were able to take their riskiest money that they raised through the convertible note as a loan. They've been able to accomplish enough milestones developmentally that a professional investor that invests in equity financing and has the ability and the skill set and experience to diligence the value of business they're getting to effectively use all the work that that professional investor has done. And so now the VC or the investor, they invest in the business at a dollar per share. Now, the $100,000 investment that the convertible note holder made, it has accrued 5% interest. And now it converts not at a dollar a share, but rather a discount to a dollar a share usually between 15 and 20%. So just to go through the numbers, the investor invests $100,000 in the convertible note. A year later, a VC comes in and prices around at a dollar per share and leads that financing of greater than a million dollars. This triggers the qualified financing conversion described in the convertible note. Now, the seed investor who invested in the convertible note, their $100,000 has now grown to $105,000 with the 5% interest and it converts at 80 cents per share. So that is the feature. What this does, it allows the people that know you and trust you the most to invest at the stage where they're really just backing on you as the founder. And so with that in mind, the convertible note is a great way to enable your most supportive people to invest in terms that are fair, industry standard, and then after you've succeeded, they get a better price per share than the new money that comes in. So this is the convertible note, and it is enabled by first setting up a Delaware C-Corp. Now, for those of you that are attorneys, experienced founders, yes, there are other ways to raise financing. There are significant advantages, pros and cons to the LLC, S-Corp, 
limited liability partnership. I'm not giving legal advice. I'm telling you my experience as a multi founder, you know, multi company founder, multi exit founder, what has been most effective for me. And so take this information with a grain of salt. And of course, always seek legal advice and do your own diligence. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the episode. I hope you're enjoying the short office hours sessions. We're going to continue to have guests and founders share their experience. But during this journey, because the I'm at Need podcast is really focused on healthcare entrepreneurs and specifically physician founders, I want to get some of these key experiences that I've had out so that all the great ideas that entrepreneurs have, we can just bring more of them to the market. So keep, stay tuned for new founder interviews. We have a number of them scheduled in the upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, go to jeffsmith.co, J-E-F-F-S-M-I-T-H dot C-O. And if you're interested, I'm happy to speak with you for 15, 30 minutes and uh, answer any questions you might have. All right, folks, that's all for today. But thanks for listening to another episode of Unmet Need. Hope you found something on the show today to be useful. And as always, please reach out to me. My website's jeffsmith.co. That's J-E-F-F-S-M-I-T-H dot C-O. You can also look for me on LinkedIn or all social media platforms. The point of this podcast is all about the physician entrepreneur. I'm looking forward to meeting you. I want to help you on what you're doing. So don't be shy. Drop me a comment on social media or just send me an email at jeff at jeffsmith.co. And as always, stay tuned for the next episode of Unmet Needs.